Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Tabletop Theater. Last time our heroes peered into the strange research inside the Theoretical Archaeology Division. However, what they saw leaves them with more questions than answers. With time running short and strange visions permeating the building, the Nightingale Watch hurries to locate the Holy Artifact of the Third Trial of Faith. Now, let's get back to the action. We rejoin our heroes in the Hall of Theoretical Archaeology. Each of them exits through the small hole Drifter blasted through the blast doors. You enter again into the hallway of split paths. To your left now is the physics area. To, le- to your left is the physics lab, and directly in front of you is experimental genetics. To your right is the exit. What would you like to do now? Well, we exit the room uh, the, the strange room of our antechamber mm-hmm. to theoretical archaeology. Yes. That and, was that uh, was interesting. Yes. Rather peculiar, I'd say, but I mean, all illusions. It's just a bizarre place, and I think we should get out as soon as we can. Yeah, let's get moving. Um, we still have to find the girl. Find the notes and the artifact. Mm. Where to go? How much time do we have left? Do no any way. of you carry? Do you, either of you carry a watch? Yeah, yes, I do carry a pocket watch, but I didn't <laughs> take note of what time it was. But I entered inside, oh so God, it really up. is no help <laughs> 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 in this situation. Well, this is useless. You just killed it. You <laughs> no, killed. Is it funny? Question. Is it not funny? <laughs> is it funny? Either way, we know we should hurry. I suppose we have to hurry. Where should we go next? Josh will uh, take a step towards uh, the physics uh, lab door. Um, what, what's the monster situation here? Is the monster? You haven't heard it. Do, are, am I hearing it? Am I seeing it? What's the remind me? So, if you recall, the physics door is actually burst inwards, as if something went from where you're standing and and uh, burst into the physics lab. That's mm. cool. I like um, that. I'm and you can by like a powerful blast or something. No, it, it looks like it was kind of like beaten, and you know, there's like claw marks on the walls. Sorry. The creature you saw before what is, is, an, is in the physics lab. It returned there after it heard the noise and tried to find you. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, hold up, son. Uh, we know the notes are in the genetics uh, area. Hmm. The notes will wait. Well, There's a creature in there. Oh, let me, let me, let's try. The notes can wait. There's a creature in there. For all we know, the artifact's in there. You're just going to leave it to a monster? We'll we'll come back. What do you think, Lola? Where do you think the girl could be? Do you think she could be well, I in hope the claws? Do you think she could be? I hope she's not in the physics lab. Yeah, I hope for her sake. Uh, mm. Um, Josh will take another step towards the physics lab. Uh, I think before we start on a fight, we should just take a peek. Into the experimental genetics lab. Perhaps see the girl, find the notes, then retrieve the artifact. Josh will turn and look at the experimental genetics lab, uh, and then turn and look at Lola and Drifter, and say, 
I'm going to recite Raphael's 15th in my head. We have until I finish to get in and get out. Okay. And he'll start humming slightly from under his helmet. <laughs> Please be quiet. Just, <laughs> I mean, there is there is some kind of beast in there that it just blew through a wall. Please, so... so. <laughs> Drifter will, will burst open the doors. You enter into a dismally lit antechamber of the experimental genetics lab. You are greeted by... You are greeted by fleeing scientists. They're, no. Oh, what? Their, their forms are at once there and not there. Oh. Their incorporeal bodies run straight through you, seemingly fleeing from the door directly opposite you. These shades run out the door and fade in like a distant memory. More illusions. It's a strange place. You, you take in the room. There are three doors. There are three doors, above which there is a placard labeling them. The door to your left leads to a gym. The door to your right goes to an area called the cell block. And the door directly in front of you goes to an area called laboratory. The room you're in exudes a sort of dampness and an unwelcoming nature. The walls here are made of a thick worked stone with surprisingly well-decorated archways and columns about the room. All about the floor there are scuff marks, claw marks, dried and fresh blood, surrounded by some dead scientist corpses of those who did not escape. What would you like to do? Drifter will just immediately start kind of yelling out to see if this girl will hear us. Yes. I, I immediately, as you start calling, I like clasp my hand to your, to your mouth and say, Drifter, there is a monster, if you haven't forgotten, in just the room next door. So let's just quickly go into the lab where I presume notes, maybe. Chosh is going to, uh, as quickly and as silently as one can in a full body suit of armor, uh, walk uh, up to the uh, lab and sort of like, Push the door open slowly, sure. yet briskly. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> Drifter. <laughs> Loudly, yet silently. Yes. <laughs> so this door that you open under lab, you see a hallway full of cages. Uh, at the end of it, you see another door. Sort of like a door one would see in a hospital, like a pair of double doors that, you know, flop back and forth easily. Make oh. sure the door is closed and like softly call, little girl. Little girl. That's terrifying. You call that into that room? <laughs> yeah, it's just very, like, kind of weird. There is no response from that room. Are there anything in the cages? Here, you would expect to have been under a cacophony of barking, shrieking, and screeching animals. Instead, the cages mm -hmm. that line the wall are all empty, most with the doors ripped off. Mm -hmm. The cages vary tremendously in size. Basically, it seems enough cages here to fill a small zoo. A menagerie. A menagerie of sorts, yes. Well, not much of one anymore. No, not at all. There's nothing in the cages. Well, I hope we don't count not anymore. in those. Let's keep, let's keep moving. Yeah. We're going to push through the double doors. Yes. Entering in the laboratory proper, you enter in through the pair of hospital-like doors into a large, well-lit room. Immediately ahead of you is a surgical table. It is illuminated by large lights. The table itself has restraints on it. About the table, there stands a tray of surgical instruments. To your left are tanks of dark green liquid, the glass fogged over. To your right is a door, which clearly leads up to a spectator deck, as you can see high set into the wall, a large glass window. Lastly, there is a fine made door at the end of the hall. As you take in the room, a large creature jumps, cat-like, onto the operating table, sending its contents skidding across the room. The creature appears more lion-like, if lions had a mane of animated human hands. The creature, clearly a demon, 
by its distinctive black and red color scheme, looks at you with its seven large red eyes, and then proceeds to clean itself, ignoring you completely. Well, uh, no girl here. Maybe we should just uh, <laughs> turn around, head back. Excuse me? I address the demon. What? It looks at you curiously. Uh, you seem to be a, a fine creature. I was wondering, you, and you do seem to know this peculiar laboratory quite well. You seem at ease. Have you happened to see a little girl who goes by the name of Rosalind? The creature snickers. <laughs> Is that your only question? Uh, uh, uh. I cannot. <laughs> the others asked much, much more interesting questions. I cannot emphasize how much Chosh's hand is on his sword. Like, <laughs> it would be difficult for it to be more on the sword. The creature has taken you all in itself a bit more, and it is staring mostly at you, Chosh, probably apprehensively. Uh, that is our only question at the moment. <laughs> she is perhaps around. Go look for yourself. There are others. Perhaps she remains. Where do we look? I would look in the cells. That's all you have. I'd think your paladin would have other questions for me. Josh will completely disregard this lion hand demon and look at uh, Lola and Drifter and say, let's check everywhere but the cells. Of course, angels have all the answers. Isn't that right? What? Josh... Why? Why can't we go to the cells? We should have gone in the first place. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, let's discuss this on the way back. And we're going to motion through the double doors as not to offend the demon. Um, okay. Josh will... I got you here for answers. Josh will again, completely ignoring the demon, say, we'll find no answers here and we'll find no answers in the cells. We keep going. And he'll start walking towards the fine wooden door. It'll say one last thing as you leave. It'll say... Professor Ariana had much more interesting questions. You enter into the fine wood door. Inside you find a finely furnished office of Professor Ariana. A large mahogany desk on top of a green rich carpet. Walls here are surrounded by books and paintings. Most notably a large painting of herself right behind the desk. All about the desk are papers, film reels, a large projector, among other various things. Drifter will immediately start Looking, is there a desk in the middle of the mahogany desk, you said? That's, yeah. Drifter will start opening up drawers looking for anything of note. Roll an investigation check. 19. Okay. <laughs> Drifter, you search the desk. Eventually, you come into an area that seems completely out of place from the rest of the desk. There is a secret slit that you pull down. In it, you find four uh, sort of reloading casings that you would use to reload a, uh, that we'd use to reload a revolver. In each of those, you see strange bullets. Black. Red. <gasps> Lola, you recognize them immediately as the same demonic bullets that were once used to kill Pride. Uh, these might come in handy. Um. <laughs> do you say that? Yeah, I do say that. Well, um, you, don't know, you don't know what they do. No, I don't. Yeah, you just oh, think oh. they're bullets. Do, wait, do Either I, of you do, know. Do I, I don't recognize them? Only Lola recognizes them. Okay, all right. You'd um, have to roll a check to recognize them. You, you can, of course can, you can roll. You right can decide now. what you want to say, but I'm going to pocket these. Yeah, of course. In of course. front of you. Okay. Not in any. Sure. Oh. Um, I, uh, 
Those are just bullets, Drifter. I mean, I don't see why you need any more of those, but I suppose a souvenir, whatever. I mean, as yeah. you like. You're never going to run out of ammo. All mm-hmm. right, any other notes in here? You see that most of the notes, you see some are paper notes detailing certain experiments. You also see that a lot of the notes tend to be on these film reels. Edgar, just swallow them all. Can Everything I? on the desk. Just, just, just. Go go hog wild. Oh, have, you, have you ever seen? <laughs> have you ever seen the show Ed, Ed and Eddie? Yeah. Yes. There's a scene in it where Ed eats his own mattress. Yeah. I, that. <laughs> very I so remember that. It eats like, like entire, a snake. It goes very slowly like a snake eating <laughs> first one of the legs of the mahogany desk and then the oh! entire side. Oh! It slowly like. Can I? Can I grab the notes, oh! the, the the paper notes before he does that? Sure. To take like a, a once over on them. Sure. You can uh, look at them. Uh, what you see is you see three particular ones. It says further detail on film reels, but you see one of one one of them lists a says Paladin Leroy tests on him. You also see tests on the amalgam, and that's all you see. All right, these will do. And he pockets um he pockets them for now. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pat Edgar. Oh, who's a hungry boy? Who's Edgar, a hungry little boy? Edgar, after eating the desk, has returned back to his normal size. Oh, are you are you full now? Are you quite satisfied, my dear? He coughs up a paperweight. <laughs> Go fetch! Is there anything else in this room? <laughs> no. You've eaten most of the things. I, I'm just checking. No, you've got enough, uh, yeah, uh, I would say. So we'll turn around and, and head back. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll go back through. The Never mind us, demon. The demon is uh, like kind of laying, lounging on the operating table. Um, it has a it has an elf's hand that it's chewing on uh, lazily. It looks up from you between bites and it says, "Did you find the answers you were looking for?" We're still searching, and we need no more hints. By the way, whose hand is that? It smiles. Mine now. It finishes eating the hand. Another hand grows yeah. on its back. Yeah. Have you ever seen, um, sorry, not have you ever seen, have you ever as a teenager or perhaps another teenager in your household uh, when they were upset with your parents or when you were upset with your parents but you still occupied the same living space and so you needed something mm-hmm. and so you had to angrily walk yes. past your parents to like the fridge. To the fridge, get yeah. something, close the door angrily to express your anger. That's what Chosh is going to do <laughs> past this demon. Like, Stomp past. like stomping past, like very <laughs> immature, completely ignoring him and go back towards the, uh, the lab. As you begin to walk out, the demon actually jumps off of the table. As Josh is walking, Drifter's going to turn to the demon and say, Hey, do you need anything? Can I help you with something? Looking for more. Do you need to get out of here? What What do you want? Um, Drifter. I'm in a bit of a hurry. It smiles. Um, it to have a friend as a demon. It smiles. It says... To be. I also like both of my hands. Thank you very much. It says, I would like to be fulfilled. And it starts walking next to you, Chosh, and it <laughs> kind of just chides you as you walk. It just keeps asking you questions. Okay. Which you, of course, can answer. But uh, Yeah, what are the questions? It's just, it's just doing this mainly to uh, annoy you. Right. What keeps the peace and guides great men and fools alike? Do you respond to this? Um, is that a question from some sort of is that a quote no okay it's a riddle it's, um, it is a riddle 
it'll be part of a full riddle. It'll keep saying until you say something, or it'll just keep saying it. To okay, Chosh <laughs> will snort. At one elusive yet ever present, immaterial yet effervescent. Is it time? It just laughs. Uh, it keeps walking. Where do you guys want to walk to? It's going to keep talking. Going I just want to know where to you're going. Lab, to the cell, I imagine. Yeah, you go back into the antechamber with like the well-decorated walls and stuff. Where are you going from there? What did the team... It, uh, it's just following you. Stop oh, so it. it's just all the way through. It's just following... Yeah, it's not doing anything aggressive. It's just taunting Chosh. Is it, is it lion-sized? Yes. Okay. Um, Chosh, Chosh's hand, as I said before, is still very much on his sword. And he is... Whereas before, he was, like, lightly humming, going in and out of Raphael's... Uh, <laughs> what did I say? 15th or... But whereas before, he was going in and out of Raphael's 15th, he is now, like, singing it a little too loud, um, trying to drone out the, the demon. The demon continues. Don't let him perturb you, Josh. We have a mission. Without it, the sun shall not rise, nor the birds sing. Drifter is going to walk toward the cell door. I will as well. All right. You can stay with the demon if you so choose, Josh. Josh is going to stand arms crossed. <laughs> One arm uncomfortably gestured onto the sword. Foot tapping. Foot tapping outside the cell. One hand on the sword. One hand doing um, a sort of like rolling motion with his fingers to indicate that he wants this to speed up. Uh, and he'll sing like a little bit louder as the demon continues to uh, expound on his riddle. The two of you leave hearing the last of the, the riddle. To live without is merely to live, but with it is to be. What am I? And it sits like a cat, its tail, a large hand that kind of paws at the ground playfully. Drifter and Lola, you enter into the cell block. This room immediately chills you. Even if it had been lit, it seems to exude an almost otherworldly sense of despair. There are six cell doors, each with a small barred window, three doors to either side. Here, the room is plain, practical, and foreboding. So we glance into each cell through the, the, the um, eye hole. What did you describe it as? They're cell doors, barred, with barred windows. So, yeah. We glance through each window of each cell. You go past each window. None of these are labeled with names or anything like that. They all just have a, a number. Uh, eventually you come down to the back of the room. This is the only room that is still occupied. Number 24. There's a, there is, as you hold up the picture, to remind yourself, the little girl that was missing. Or the little girl that you've been tasked to find. However, you can see immediately that something is off with her. In her previous picture, you saw an elf girl with a burned side of her face. Now you see the same elf child. Now a protrusion from the other side of her face similar to the demonic corruption, almost horn-like, but colored red and black. And she looks at you with pitiable eyes. Rosalind, Rosalind, we're here to retrieve you. We won't let them hurt you anymore. We'll get you out. Is the door locked? You're just going to try and open the door. Is the door locked? It is locked. You can roll to unlock it. She at first recoils from you two approaching, especially seeing the gruffness of Drifter, but your sweet voice at least keeps her looking. Can I show up the picture? We are here to save you. She doesn't speak, but she doesn't take any other action. Move, move out of the way. We're going to shoot the door down. Well, we don't want to awaken the monster. Oh, 
That's right. Um, we're, we're going to open this door. Just back away, and we'll retrieve you. Drifter will attempt to pick the lock. Okay. It's a 15. That is good. That's a 15? <laughs> wow. Drifter, you pop out from your gambler's gauntlet. One of the fingers has a little setting where you press it, and a little like lock-picking tool appears. And you start <laughs> fiddling with the lock, um, and eventually you hear a little click, and the door opens. And the girl stands up immediately as you open the door. And I, I kneel down like with arms extended to like embrace her. Uh, roll a persuasion check. You can have advantage. Like we're not here to hurt you. She's gonna bite your She's neck. Not scared of the spider legs. Uh, that's a seven, but I have an advantage. Nineteen plus six is a number that is twenty-five. This child is no older than nine. Oh, she she days. runs over to your side. She doesn't get up past your abdomen and kind of like hugs you. Oh, um, she stays really close to You're you. You're all right. And can I, she like I kinda, ride the back of you? Like, oh, I, she can ride on um like the hump. She can ride on Edgar actually. Um, uh, uh, so, but I think it's rather fast, though. You just you hold so the desk. as she's in, as she's kind of clutched onto me, I kind of stroke her hair and I say, "You'll be all right. We'll protect you. We'll be out of here soon. Just come with us. Here, Edgar, pop on my pop on my little friend, okay? And we'll we'll come out together. It'll be a fun little game." Edgar's body starts to elongate, sort of like goat hooves, and. Okay. It prepares itself to be sort of a riding animal. Then you can put the girl on top of it. Oh, so many new tricks. Oh, what a good Edgar here. I don't want to rush you, but we got to go. All right, all right. And I I help her up and say, now we're going to get out of here as quick as possible. And you needn't be afraid because because we're going to go. And we're strong and heroes and you'll be fine now, okay? As you enter. Oh, oh, I was going to say, at this point, you hear... Screaming, no. Raphael's fifteenth, like top of the lungs, like hurry along, hurry along. <laughs> you you run bur- over to you. <laughs> you burst through the door. You hear the creature ask a question to you, Josh. Do we believe? Do we in believing create, or does belief create us? Yeah. So this is going to be the end of the recitation. That's going to be the point. Is okay, that okay. is that I finally done? Um, and we thank Ezric who came from Bark and who brought us all the berries which we feast upon today. Amen. Uh, Are you boys playing nice out here? (laughs) Josh will finally stop humming slash singing slash screaming to himself, (laughs) uh, having completed Raphael's 15th, and look at Drifter, and look at the Edgar goat creature. (laughs) And the girl on top of it and say, I'm glad that you found what we came here for. Now let's do what we really came here for. And again, completely sidestep this demon uh, and walk out. If this demon pushes me a little bit more, <laughs> yeah. I will respond to it. Um, that's fine. The, the girl looks at the demon, um, not with fear. And the demon looks back at the girl and he says, Treating you well, Rosalind. She sort of half smiles. The creature looks at you again one last time, Josh. It smiles. And it says to you, I am what's left when faith is ripped away. And then it walks back into the laboratory. No, it doesn't because I swing my sword at it. (laughs) Ah, Josh! (laughs) Can I 
try and get between? Yes, you can. Can I also, also like put his ha- my hand? I'm going to step between the demon and Chosh. Here's what will happen. Chosh will roll to attack. Yeah. You will roll to intercept, and you will get a bonus because Elizabeth said she helped. Okay. That's a 12 uh, plus my bonus to hit. It makes that an 18 to hit. Okay. I don't know what I add. To- <laughs> <laughs> he, he has advantage, though, right? You can have advantage because because Lola's wow. helping you. You have you're making a grapple check against him. I'm fine. I have advantage. I mean, this is fine. Okay, be a 19. What did you get, Josh? Uh, I got an 18. But can I, do I roll to resist the grapple? Uh, the grapple is what's stopping your attack. So here's what happens. Okay, Josh, you bring your sword up as you are about to bring it down on this creature who has turned away from you. Drifter grabs your hand, uh, and you're both struggling, and he's barely holding you at bay. You're slowly kind of bringing his arm down with your sword still. You're just that strong against him. Hey. I, you, it goes from there. It's just being held temporarily. I, I will say when when Chosh gets resistance, uh, he'll look at Drifter and kind of like come to his senses a little bit and yank the sword back and say, let's get out of here. Let's do what we came for. Drifter will turn to the demon and say, sorry, he doesn't play well with others. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then we'll turn and we'll walk out. All right. <laughs> That's fine. As you say that, you hear a deafening boom from outside. The building itself shakes violently. Dust and the lights that are still on flicker. You hear something down the hall. An enormous behemoth of a creature burst into the crossroads of the hallway and run off towards the exit. Good. Great. <laughs> Glad we went here first. Whatever the demons that monster's running from, we run to. <laughs> Okay. No, nobly. Are we bringing the little girl? Yeah. Um, yeah, I believe she's trotting along. With an anchor. I can't wait for her like us. her face to explode into like a demonic mass, and then she turns into a demon, and no, then she eats our hands. Happen. She'll be fine. She is. She'll be fine. It's hush. <laughs> would you like to go to the physics area? We would. You enter through the blown out door into the physics lab. First, you enter a hallway, a nice, well-lit hallway that seems completely out of place in this laboratory. The floor here is red velvet. The walls have columns, and on the walls there are six statues, three on either side. All these statues seem to be portraying angels. We recognize each of them. Yeah, you can recognize each of them. Okay. To be? Pride, righteousness, uh, diligence, charity, greed, gluttony. And you see a door to the next room. Josh will... uh walk by diligence, not righteousness, um, and sort of like very lovingly and tenderly glide his hand across uh, the statue and say... <laughs> Which part's the statue? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Just be and Drifter will be staring at pride. <laughs> He's going to be kind of standing in front of pride. As you both approach these statues, you notice... You know, the name, obviously, has the name of the angel, but there's also a scientific name below it. The scientific name, of course, being an elvish. Fortunately, neither of you speak elvish, so you aren't able to turn this. Good, good, good. And I, I, I stand near no angel. I just stand by the girl. Okay. Then no one knows what that scientific name is. Great. Let's keep going. All right. You go into the next room. Probably won't be important. <laughs> <laughs> you enter into the next room. Again, this doesn't appear to be a laboratory. It seems to be a hallway. But as you enter this room, there is so much going wrong here. There are paintings on the wall of previous professors and even of landscapes. But as you look at each of these paintings, the people inside them flit in and out, 
almost like they're not there. At other times, they appear old, young, a skeleton. Other landscapes, they shake. They produce thunderstorms in them. There's snow. They become desolate wastelands of sand. Other objects in the room, like end tables, are lifted slightly off of the ground as if they're levitating. A flower pot soars in front of your face very slowly, turning upside down. The water spills out, but it doesn't fall onto the ground. It itself just floats idly by in the room. But none of you appear affected by these strange gravitational effects. At the end of this hallway, there's, of course, another door. Would you like to continue? Yes. Science I, is amazing. I, and I think I, I say to Josh, well, I say to everyone, there's no need to be afraid. This is a house of mirrors. It's all illusions. I appreciate that Josh was the one that you singled out in your mind, though, <laughs> as opposed to the little girl. <laughs> <laughs> We're all unnerved. Uh, and, if, and if worse comes to worse, uh, Josh can just click his heels three times and go home. <laughs> there's nothing to harm us, dears. Let's carry on. You enter into an antechamber. To your left is a caved-in area. To your right appears to be some other sort of offices, and directly forward appears to be the main area of the physics lab. In this room, made of beautiful marble floors and pillars, you see again a beautiful door, this time made of a sort of copper, but has been oxidized and turned green. In it you see a tree, a sort of tree of life that details sort of evolutionary branches of things. The floor here is covered in blood and corpses. Of, of dead scientists and dead soldiers. Would you like to continue? Um, I'm going to do a quick glance and see what, how it looks like these people died. That is an 18, and it's... They look like they were mauled by an enormous elephant-like beast. Okay, that sounds familiar. Elephant? In the sense that it's like something like stomped them almost. Whatever looks more official is where Chosh wants to go. Chosh is going to assume that these are... Sure. Yeah. And I... Can I just hold the girl's hand? Of course. While we're doing this. She holds on to your fingers very tightly. We'll be okay. You push with both hands because the doors are just that heavy. These two copper double doors and you enter into a large circular room. There are no other doors in this room. On the floor is a sort of array. Something drawn on the ground and arcane symbols. Against the walls, there appears to be pipes leading all the way towards this arcane symbol. And in the middle of the room, in the center of all of this is a sort of pedestal holding up one of the artifacts with three prongs. It's green. It glitters and moves viscously in its container. Upon seeing the viscous liquid moving in it, Chosh will reflect for a moment about the last time he saw that this kind of a, an item when it corrupted Siegfried and hesitate for just a moment Almost like petrified. Drifter will will start walking straight up to it. Drifter, be careful. I'll try. <laughs> and Drifter will uh, reach in and pick it up. Drifter, roll a constitution save. Good thing I had the most health. It's interesting that we trust Drifter. <laughs> oh, Drifter's dead. What'd you get? A uh, four. Drifter, as you put your hand around the artifact, your hand burns. You take... Two damage, you release the artifact immediately. Can I reach in with my gauntlet hand? Sure. You can reach in this time with advantage. <laughs> that advantage. Was... Advantage. It isn't funny to get a one. Yeah. Yeah. That's two ones in a day, but neither was used. Five. Uh, Jeez. Six. Jeez, just not rolling well. Drifter, you grasp it with your gauntlet, and while the gauntlet itself provides a sort of magical protection against your hand, you actually just feel inside you actually have to let go of the gauntlet and pull it off your hand because your arm is roasting inside of it your entire arm is burned you're gonna take six damage 
on top of the two I took. Yes. Okay. Drifter, uh, stop! So my hand is out of the gauntlet. Your hand is out of the gauntlet. Your the gauntlet is just holding. holding. It's just holding the, the thing. Can the the gauntlet can walk around? It can walk around. Yeah. Drifter will kind of clench his hands uh, after he's burned both of them, um, partly because of his own stupidity. I but think... he will see the gauntlet holding the artifact and say, "Come over here." Yeah, I I, I oh. rush up to Drifter and I say, "You what happened? Are you all right?" And I, I kind yeah, of examine his hands. Roll a medicine check. Okay. You see something very odd. This doesn't appear to be any sort of damage you're particularly familiar with, at least I've seen in this way. It's almost as if life was sucked out of him after holding it for too long. His arm, his veins are like black. They shine through his skin. His skin is even turned blackish out of his fingers, especially on his one hand that was in the gauntlet. That one is incredibly affected. It's like his fingertips going down have sort of become black with the fingertips. I the call would be better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my word, Drifter! I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Do you think uh, Edgar can can carry the gauntlet with the artifact? Your gauntlet, Glover style, <laughs> starts moving the, like the hit game. <laughs> Glover style starts moving the artifact towards Edgar's mouth, which is open, sort of like like here comes the train. Okay, Josh is gonna grab the uh, the uh, artifact from under Drifter's Glover. Sure. You can roll Constitution save with advantage. Okay, twenty-two. That's unnecessary. Yeah. Um, Josh, you pick it up without any pain or worries. So Josh marvels uh, that he is holding it seemingly unscathed, uh, and just sort of like admires it in his hand, very protectively. He's cupping it like you might hold like water in your hand or something, but mm-hmm. it's not water. It's actually a. Uh, priceless religious artifact Josh you notice now there's kind of these indentations on your armor on your chest there are five there are five well surely I noticed them earlier sure but you thought they were just merely decorative you kind of realize now these five sort of slits seem to be perfectly designed to hold this (laughs) yeah uh Josh will very carefully put it into his armor slit. Josh, as you move the artifact towards yourself, something happens. Oh, no. You hear someone at the door. Your hand held sort of midway towards your chest. And you see four figures. A skeleton man. A woman in a kabuki mask. An enormous gorilla man. And Siegfried. Join us again for the exciting conclusion of Act 2 in Episode 21, The Third Trial, Part 4. Do you think the McRib's going to come back anytime soon? Don't ask that question. The McRib is coming back (laughs) next week. It's going to be big.